welcome back to another episode of the Actual Sports Podcast. We talk about the latest happenings in the NFL. So today on the show, we're going to go over a bunch of the big name injuries from week two. A couple people got contracts and we'll go over the news from week two. And we'll talk about the players of the week and my week three predictions. Okay, so let's get right into things. Starting with the injuries. The Denver Broncos have had their best few players out now. They've lost Vaughn Miller for the season. And now starting quarterback, Drew Block. He'll be out for three to five weeks with a strained rotator cuff. Uh, It was caused when Steelers edge rusher Bud Dupree landed on his right arm on a blitz. The Denver Broncos also lost wide receiver Cortland Sutton for the season. Cortland Sutton tore his ACL after making a tackle on Steelers cornerback Joe Hayden after an interception. The Carolina Panthers are in trouble. Pretty much their entire offense in Christian McCaffrey will be out four to six weeks after he suffered a high ankle sprain diving for the goal line. The New York Giants just had their entire offense be out for the season. They lost Saquon Barkley. He tore his ACL after getting tackled by Bears cornerback, a safety, Eddie Jackson. The San Francisco 49ers just cannot manage to stay healthy this year. Defensive end Solomon Thomas left Sunday's game early. Defensive end Nick Bosa left Sunday's game early with a knee injury. George Kittle was held out of Sunday's matchup against the Jets. He is questionable this Sunday against the New York Giants. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo for the San Francisco 49ers left Sunday's matchup early with a knee injury. He is questionable on Sunday against the Giants. Running back Tevin Coleman will miss several weeks with an injury. Their other running back, Raheem Mostert, left early. He's believed to have a minor MCL sprain. He will miss Sunday's matchup. So, the 49ers now have lost Tevin Coleman, possibly Jimmy Garoppolo, and George Kittle for another game. But they have for sure have don't have Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel is on injured reserve. Same with Richard Sherman. So several of their key players on both offense and defense are out. The Los Angeles Chargers starting quarterback until now Tyrod Taylor 
he missed Sunday's game with chest pains that put him in the hospital. Turns out, the team doctor for the Chargers accidentally punctured his lung while injecting painkillers into him. So Tyrod Taylor will miss Sunday. That leaves rookie quarterback Justin Herbert as the starter. He played well against Kansas City. And he should be a good starting option. Maybe not this year, his rookie year. Once he works out his rookie mistakes, he showed a lot of upside against Kansas City. So, right before Sunday's matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles, the Los Angeles Rams extended wide receiver Robert Woods to a four-year extension worth $65 million with $32 million guaranteed. Now, Saquon Barkley out for the season with a torn ACL, so the New York Giants signed... Devontae Freeman to a one-year deal worth up to $3 million. They're hoping that Devontae Freeman will be available to play on Sunday. Devontae Freeman got cut by the Atlanta Falcons during training camps. So, some of the news from week two... Five head coaches were fined for not wearing their masks the entire game. Denver Broncos head coach Vic Fangio, Pete Carroll, the Seattle Seahawks, Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers, Sean Payton of the New Orleans Saints, and John Gruden of the Oakland Raiders were each fined $100,000. And their teams were fined $250,000. Now, this seems to be a little bit of an overstepped by the NFL because these head coaches are trying to speak into a small microphone and communicating with their middle linebacker and their quarterback to call the plays. The middle linebacker and the quarterback have a small headset in their helmet in which they can hear from with a mask up. It's difficult enough to understand somebody when they're talking to you face-to-face. They just pulled it down to talk into the microphone so that their players could actually understand what they were saying. These coaches and players have been tested so thoroughly by the NFL that there is no possible way for any of them to have COVID without knowing it. And if they knew it, then they would be out for several weeks until they were cleared to be out on the field again. Well, Matthew Stafford has had a slow start to the season for the Detroit Lions. He has not had wide receiver Kenny Galladay in the first two games. He pretty much sealed the deal and Green Bay's 42-21 win over the Lions. Matt Stafford threw a pick six late in the game to pretty much 
secure the win for Green Bay. Early on Sunday's matchup between the Seattle Seahawks and the New England Patriots, Russell Wilson threw a pick six to New England Patriots safety Devin McCurdy, who went to the end when he got to the end zone. He yelled, "We love you, two eight. Two eight stands for New England running back James White, who missed Sunday's matchup after his parents were involved in a car accident. His father was killed, and his mother is in serious condition." Now, the Dallas Cowboys pulled off a very narrow 40-39 win over the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta was up by 9 late in the game. ESPN gave Dallas at that point a 1% chance of winning. But, kicker Greg Zerline... Kicked an onside kick while the Atlanta Falcons players all just stood around and watched it. The Dallas Cowboys recovered it after it went 10 yards downfield. Craig Zerloin was then able to hit the game winning field goal. The San Francisco 49ers against the New York Jets on Sunday. They faced a third down and 31. They were just trying to gain yards so they they could have room to punt the football. But the New York Jets defense demonstrated just how bad they are this year when Raheem Mostert converted the 3rd and 31 on a handoff. Going back to the Seattle Seahawks-New England Patriots game. In the beginning of the game, safety Quandre Diggs got disqualified after hitting Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry came across the middle of the field. Quandre Diggs purposely lowered his helmet into the head of Nikhil Harry and was disqualified. Given how hard the hit was, it's amazing that Nikhil Harry was still able to get up and not even have a concussion. Baker Mayfield on Thursday, after questions started to arise, asking whether he deserved or he was had the ability and the skills to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League, came out and defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. Baker Mayfield didn't silence the critics, however. He's going to have to prove himself this season. Baker Mayfield has definitely struggled with turnovers. And when you have Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry to throw to, and you're still have thrown multiple interceptions most of the games last year and now multiple interceptions through the first two games this year. There definitely should be questions about him. 
I think he should get this season to really answer those questions on his own. But those questions will follow him the rest of this season. Questions arose after Monday night's loss for the New Orleans Saints after the Oakland Raiders upset them. Questions are arising about the arm strength of Drew Brees. I think that Drew Brees' arm is just fine, but without Michael Thomas, he's not going to be able to be as elite and a, qu- a quarterback late this late in his career when he doesn't have his elite wide receiver. Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians was asked after Sunday's matchup against the Carolina Panthers why his tight ends haven't gotten much use or many passes thrown their way. Bruce Arians said that defenses were paying too much attention to Rob Gronkowski and he hasn't been able to get open. Rob Gronkowski didn't have a catch for only the fifth time through 117 career games. And through the first two games of the 2020 season, Rob Gronkowski has been targeted two times has been targeted four times. He has two receptions for 11 yards. So, legendary Hall of Fame running back, Gail Sayers, passed away at the age of 77. Gail Sayers was one of the best running backs and special teams players to ever play the game. On. So the players of the week have been announced. Today, we record this on the 16th of September. And the NFC Offensive Player of the Week is Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. He led the Cowboys to a 40-39 victory. He set an NFL record on Sunday. He's the first quarterback to throw for 400 yards and rush for three touchdowns in the same game. On Sunday, he had 450 passing yards and three rushing touchdowns. The AFC Offensive Player of the Week was Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Josh Allen led Buffalo to a 31-28 victory over the Miami Dolphins. Josh Allen had 417 passing yards and four passing touchdowns. TJ Watt won AFC Defensive Player of the Week honors. TJ Watt helped the Steelers defense and ultimately the Steelers team 
win 26-21 over the Denver Broncos. Watt had four tackles, two and a half sacks, and two tackles for loss in Pittsburgh's win. Micah Kaiser won NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Micah Kaiser, the Los Angeles Rams linebacker, had 16 tackles. He defended a pass and he forced a fumble. AFC Defense Special Teams Player of the Week honors went to Kansas City Chiefs kicker Harrison Butker. Harrison Butker, who's trying to win the game for Kansas City in overtime against the Los Angeles Chargers. He hit a 53-yard field goal for the win, or so everybody thought, until the officials called a Chiefs lineman for a false start penalty. Butker then had to kick from 58 yards, and he made it, or so everybody thought but the Los Angeles Chargers had called a timeout right before the play to try to ice the veteran kicker well Harrison Butker refused to be iced and went on to hit his third field goal in a row only the only one out of those three that counted He won the game on that 58-yard field goal. Michael Dixon, the Seattle Seahawks punter, won NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. He was largely overlooked in the Seattle Seahawks' victory over the New England. Michael Dixon had four punts, but he averaged over 50 yards a punt. So moving on to week three, we're going to have one very exciting matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. So let's get right in to my predictions. So to start out week three on Thursday Night Football, We have the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Dolphins are going to win this one. They're going to come away with their first win of the season. I think this is going to be a close game. Ryan Fitzpatrick played like Ryan Fitztragic in week one against the Patriots. Then he played like Ryan Fitzmagic and Sunday's loss to Buffalo. I think if Ryan Fitzmagic can come out again, Jacksonville is not going to be able to pull off a win. The Los Angeles Chargers and the Carolina Panthers are going to be battling. Los Angeles Chargers will pretty much definitely have to start rookie quarterback Justin Herbert for the second straight week. Justin Herbert played a good game on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. He kept the Chargers in that game, making the necessary throws. 
The Carolina Panthers lost to Tampa Bay. Made them drop 10 straight games. They had the second longest losing streak going into that game. Second to the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions have dropped 19 straight. Justin Herbert is going to be able to lead the Los Angeles Chargers to victory against Carolina. Carolina is going to drop their 11th straight game now that they've lost Christian McCaffrey. The New England Patriots and the Oakland Raiders are going to be battling it out in week three. I think the New England Patriots are going to be able to pull off the win. But they're going to be have, to have to be careful. This is going to be a game where both teams are going to try to run the football first. Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller have had good games so in the first two weeks. Josh Jacobs, in particular, has done very good. He's had a lot of carries on the ground. Well, Cam Newton has shown that he's fully healthy and throwing the ball. He threw the ball very well against Seattle, running the ball. He ran the ball incredibly well against Miami in week one. Cam Newton is fully healthy. He can't be stopped by the Oakland Raiders, and the New England Patriots are going to take the W. The Atlanta Falcons and the Chicago Bears are going to be playing. Atlanta is going to take this game. Mitchell Trubisky has somehow managed to pull off two wins in a row for the Chicago Bears. But Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons wide outs have put up huge numbers. They've just fallen short in their first two games. They are not going to fall short against Chicago. Mitchell Jerbisky is not going to be able to put up the points to compete with Matt Ryan. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Houston Texans are going to be playing. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win their third straight game. The Houston Texans, You, if you're a Texans fan, you can't really be surprised. Bill O'Brien, you can't really be surprised either that your team has started 0-2. You traded away arguably the best wide receiver in the game right now to the Arizona Cardinals who are putting him to full use. Houston's offense has not been able to get things going. They were able to score some points late in the game against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Texans at 0-2. Their offense, if you can't click against the Chiefs defense, and the Ravens are one thing, but you're playing arguably the best defense in the league and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Texas offense is not going to be able to do anything where as fully healthy Big Ben Roethlisberger throwing to fully healthy 
Juju Smith-Schuster are going to be able to tear things up, and the Texans don't stand a chance. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams are 0-2. Carson Wentz has struggled through the first two games. Joe Burrow has played very well in the first two games. Joe Burrow is going to show the league against the Eagles that he is here to stay as one of the future competitors in the National Football League. The San Francisco 49ers and the New York Giants are playing. The San Francisco 49ers are going to defeat the New York Giants. It's going to be a low-scoring game because of the injuries to the San Francisco 49ers and the New York Giants losing Saquon Barkley. But if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play and George Kittle doesn't play, and this is a whole new football game. If Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle don't play, then Daniel Jones could lead the New York Giants to their first win of the season. The Tennessee Titans and the Minnesota Vikings are going to battle it out. Kirk Cousins struggled against the Colts defense with three interceptions. His confidence probably is not on the same level after that loss. The Tennessee Titans relying on Derrick Henry with Ryan Tannehill making the necessary throws are going to win this matchup. The Cleveland Browns are going to defeat the Washington football team. This could be a very close game, especially if Baker Mayfield plays like he did in week one against Baltimore. If he has pressure in his face, he showed he struggles. Baker Mayfield against this front four of the Washington Redskins is going to have problems but it's not going to be so bad that Baker Mayfield throwing behind running backs Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can't win. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to win this game for the Cleveland Browns. They're going to wear out the football team's defense, and Dwayne Haskins is not going to be able to get much going. Los Angeles Rams and the Buffalo Bills are going to battle it out. The Los Angeles Rams are 2-0. The Buffalo Bills are 2-0. The Los Angeles Rams are going to defeat Buffalo. This could go one of two ways. If we have an offensive shootout, then Buffalo is going to win this. But if Aaron Donald can do what he's done so often in his career. One of the best defensive tackles, arguably, by the time he's done, could be one of the best defensive tackles to ever play this game. He's the best defensive tackle 
in the league right now. If Aaron Donald does what he does so much and so well, he's going to be able to contain Josh Allen, keep him from getting comfortable, keep him on his toes, contain him from running, and in other words, keep Josh Allen from having his third big game in a row. If that's the case, then the Los Angeles Rams are going to take this game. Which I think is what's going to happen. And I think the Los Angeles Rams are going to take this game. The Indianapolis Colts are going to defeat the New York Jets. Sam Darnold is going to struggle against the Colts defense just like Kirk Cousins did. And the Colts defense does just enough. The Colts offense does just enough to win this football game. The Seattle Seahawks are going to defeat the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to fall to 1-2. and two. Russell Wilson is going to have a huge night passing the football. This is going to be a shootout at the beginning between Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. But late in the game, the Cowboys offense is not going to be able to convert the necessary third downs, and they're going to fall short. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to defeat the Denver Broncos. Tom Brady doesn't have to worry about Von Miller. He's going to have a good game. The Buccaneers defense doesn't have to worry about Cortland Sutton. And now the starting quarterback and Drew Locke is out. So, you don't have to, if you're the Buccaneers, you don't have to worry on offense about Von Miller. On defense about Cortland Sutton and Drew Locke. Backup quarterback Jeff Driscoll is not going to be able to lead a Broncos victory. The Detroit Lions are going to lose their 20th game in a row. The Arizona Cardinals, led by second-year quarterback Kyler Murray, are going to continue their win streak and go to 3-0. Kyler Murray has shined this year, and he's going to keep shining against a mediocre Lions defense. DeAndre Hopkins has torn things up against San Francisco. He's going to tear things up against Detroit. The Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints are going to face off. This should be an interesting matchup. Drew Brees struggled against Oakland. He's going to continue to struggle against a fairly a very underrated Packers defense. Whether he has Michael Thomas or not, Drew Brees is not going to be able to defeat Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers is going to continue his streak of dominance and the show he's put on through the first two games. And Aaron Jones is going to be able to keep just enough pressure off Aaron Rodgers that the New Orleans Saints offense is going to, defense is going to have to keep guessing. And the Green Bay offense is going to win. 
the ball game against the New Orleans Saints. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens are taking it on. The Chiefs have won all their matchups against the Baltimore Ravens, while Patrick Mahomes has been their starting quarterback. Patrick Mahomes will be the starter unless he suffers a freak injury between now and their game. Lamar Action Jackson is not going to be able to out-throw Patrick Mahomes. Both teams' defenses are going to be shredded by their opponents' quarterbacks. Late in the game, the Chiefs are going to get the ball. And Patrick Mahomes is going to do what he's done throughout his career. He's going to lead that late drive. And he's going to make spectacular throws that leave fans breathless. Throws that nobody else can make. Throws that don't even seem to be physically possible. And because of those throws, Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to lead the Chiefs to victory because Lamar Jackson isn't going to have enough time to counter Mahomes' late drive. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Actual Sports Podcast.